Hello, I'm Dr. Amalia Gonyas-Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us today on the telephone lines is Ambassador Marks, who is the Ambassador of the United States of America to South Africa. She recently took up this position in October 2019. Welcome to the show, Ambassador. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you today. Ambassador Marks, you have almost done a 360 degree turn. You were born in East London, South Africa, and now you're representing the United States of America as ambassador to South Africa. Please, can you share with us some of the landmarks in your journey thus far? Um, it was extraordinary being born in East London, South Africa. My father had escaped from Lithuania, from the anti-Semitism in Lithuania, and fortunately, with blonde hair and blue eyes, had the opportunity as a young boy to settle in South Africa. He did engineering, was a developer, and uh, settled in East London with my mom, and I had a wonderful childhood, and my mom always pushed me in the most loving way to attain any achievement that I was capable of, whether it was academics at school. And I remember in junior school, she had me doing tremendous amount of homework every day, surging ahead, skipping two grades in junior school, whether it's pushing me tremendously at tennis so that ultimately I would earn two medals for the United States in tennis at the Maccabea Games in Israel, or if it was um, in my business career, my mom and dad would push me in that. Uh, my dad would take me on buildings he was building. My mom explained to me all the business principles. And I think I had quite an exceptional childhood in the sense of a loving family and then pushing me to the max to achieve what I could. When I was fortunate to meet my husband <clears throat> and leave South Africa in May of 1976 at a pivotal time uh, in South Africa, very fortunate to leave at that time, to have this opportunity with my extraordinary husband, and <clears throat> then go briefly to Bermuda. And then my husband was offered a professorship in um, Miami. I then was able at that time to start a business uh, from scratch from my kitchen table and develop it uh, into 43 department stores and then a global brand. <clears throat> In the interim, I was fortunate, besides my mom having been such a role model and a mentor and an encouraging person to me, in Bermuda, I met and became friends with another extraordinary woman, Dame Lois Brown Evans. She was the first black woman admitted to the bar and woman in Bermuda as a lawyer. And she was also the ultra-liberal leader of the opposition party. And I feel absolutely blessed to call myself her friend at that time, one of the most extraordinary women. And we had many lengthy conversations and she was also pivotal in my life at that time. 
Um, during the time that I was developing my business, I was also very, very fortunate to uh, travel to 110 countries just in the last 15 years, interface with heads of state, uh, leaders, um, extraordinary people all over the world, business leaders, um, royalty all over the world, and then also after that meeting and become very close friends with an, another extremely extraordinary woman, Princess Diana. And in the year and a half that we were very close friends prior to her uh, passing away, um, we shared many, many very lengthy conversations. And this was another pivotal time in my life to have shared such an extraordinary friendship with such an extraordinary woman. Um, during this time of developing my business, I was so grateful that President Trump could in fact see the business acumen in me, the meticulous attention to detail, the hands-on diligence that I have always, um, that is part of my DNA, which combined with my intimate knowledge of South Africa, um, he asked if I would become the US ambassador to South Africa. In the short time that I've been here, I want to mention four other women as well. I also feel blessed to have spent time with Seppo Motsepi, the, the wife of President Ramaphosa. She also, uh, we've spent some time together and she is one of the most extraordinary women that I have ever met. And she's had a profound um, effect on me in the t short time that I've been in South Africa. And then also another woman, Precious Matsepi, um, who has just become the chancellor of Cape Town University, another absolutely extraordinary woman in South Africa who I feel very fortunate to call a friend. And also have we've had many conversations and another very extraordinary woman in my life. Two other women I would like to also list that have had profound influences and that is Melania Trump and Ivanka Trump. I feel very blessed to know them over some period of time, both of them being incredibly strong women and smart and encompass everything uh, as role models for women globally. So, you know, I fast forwarded very quickly in my life, um, just some of the highlights. That is a wonderful encapsulation in a, a very short space of time, giving us a, a quick run through. It, it almost reminds me of a conversation that we had with the, the former president of Mauritius, where she said she's kind of now living her, her fourth life because you've had the success within the athletic space with tennis. You have had your industrious career, which I certainly want to touch on more when we focus on the entrepreneurial and business side of things and now moving into the diplomatic space. And absolutely agree in terms of the, the four ladies that you, you mentioned, both First Lady Motsepe and also Precious Motsepe, her sister-in-law, are, are, are both doctors and have really achieved in, in the highest space. If we could look for a moment at the role that you're working on now as the United States of America's ambassador to South Africa, what would you consider are some of your greatest challenges? Um, they're not enough hours in a day is my greatest challenge at the moment. <laughs> um, I see so much opportunity in this great land uh, together with the 
magnificent United States that quite frankly, with all my engagements with many of the ministers and director generals in the different departments in South Africa, I see this as a pivotal time in our excellent bilateral relationship. And with President Ramaphosa at the helm, it is a different time for South Africa, a positive time between a positive time between our two countries in so many aspects. Even though we've always had an excellent bilateral relationship, it's it stayed pretty much the same. We've had 600 companies here. We've had many, many programs, but I see this as a very pivotal time and have had excellent meetings with many of the ministers uh, discussing many opportunities between our two great democratic nations and really not enough hours in the day, 24-7, 365 working days, weekends to achieve all of these tremendous opportunities between our countries as quickly as possible with enormous diligence and being very hands-on. So time, uh, time restraints is the factor. If only there was a way that we could multiply or clone ourselves to, to be more effective. Today, we're talking to Ambassador Marks, who is the ambassador of the United States of America to South Africa. In the previous section of the show, Ambassador Marks shared a few of the landmarks in her career, traversing from South Africa through to America, touching from her athletic developments as well as her entrepreneurial developments in the evolution of her global brand and moving more towards her present career in the diplomatic space. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Ambassador Marks, increasingly we function in a globally connected society with America connected, South Africa connected, and we've got all of these different projects. Could you share with us a few of the details on some of the more significant projects that you're working on? I, I know, for instance, there's the Dreams Project, there's these uh, Academy of Women Entrepreneurs uh, and Technology. Um, those are two very important projects for us. Through our public affairs, we have many, many programs for women. And um, some of this culminates in our American Corners, which we have established throughout, um, throughout the country. And I strongly urge young women to visit these American Corners because the opportunities are exponential in every aspect, uh, entrepreneurial, educational, um, and they're in touch with all the programs that we offer in 28 of our departments within our mission. Um, I would strongly urge that there's no cost, there's no fee. It's just a matter of visiting and interfacing with the folks there. Super. And one of the things that I was really interested in learning more about, and you briefly touched on it in the introduction when you, you said that you, you started your own brand, that you were eventually placed in 43 different department stores, evolving into, an, uh, into a global brand, um, and the brand being Lana Marks, a fashion brand, starting in 1987. Financial freedom has always been a core part, I believe, of women's empowerment. Can you share some of your business philosophies for women for success? 
Um, yes, indeed. First of all, as a young woman, you will know what you excel at and believe in yourself. Trust what your intuition tells you, what your skill set is, and move in that direction. Don't let anybody else tell you differently. Figure out what niche you're going to enter, whether it's a small entrepreneurial, independent, individual business, or whether you're going to join a large corporation and work your way up the corporate ladder. Um, diligence and trust in yourself is imperative. And also, um, it's difficult because you have to delicately navigate your way through many, many minefields along the way. And you have to go through good times, you have to go through very bad times. And if you encounter obstacles, don't have that as a final roadblock and think it's all over. Figure out the way to get round that roadblock. There are solutions and there are always roadblocks in the road ahead in one attaining success. So there's always roadblocks, there's always obstacles to overcome and just figure out the way to overcome them, go in a different direction. I've had tremendous, tremendous obstacles and tremendous roadblocks in every aspect of my career whether it is in the sporting arena, whether it was in the business arena, and now in the diplomatic arena. And just be absolutely persistent and diligent. And another thing would be to always show by example. Don't talk the talk, walk the walk. So always show by example. If you want to succeed and you want to accelerate your career, just do what you have to do. Don't talk about it, do it. And whether it's working long hours to achieve goals for a project you're working on, whether you want to develop some aspect of entrepreneurial skill, whether it's in marketing, operations, supply chain, the international arena, negotiation, being detail-oriented, Always think of the bottom line, always envisage the finishing line. And in each of any of these arenas, even if you have to establish experience and you started without experience, establish that experience. Listen, learn, and head towards the finishing line always. I think that's such a, a wonderfully positive and motivational attitude that you've that you possess and has certainly stood in your stead and, and benefited you throughout the different points of, of success that you've had. We can hear that you are an advocate of women's empowerment. And when I looked at your bio, you've served on Harvard University's Kennedy School of Government for Women's Leadership Board, as well as being a distinguished speaker at Georgetown University's Women Leadership Initiative. You've represented the United States on two occasions for the Women Business Leadership Summit in Helsinki, and you're also a supporting member of the Council of Women World Leaders. What would you say have been some of your key learnings 
with respect to giving back to women to help accelerate their development? Um, in all of these arenas, what has been outstanding is interfacing with women with great diverse careers. And even last night, I had a group chat meeting with um, my group of women that I've kept in touch with from my Harvard board. And one of them chairs the Girl Scouts of America. Another of them is in one of the most innovative business careers with olive from trees, um, some, a specific type of oil that's only indigenous to the United States and Australia. Um, another of them was in the foreign, very high up in the foreign service and just retired. The diversity of careers and being able to interface with such extraordinary women at the Harvard board and also being involved with the Council of Women World Leaders and seeing all the skills and similar skills required by many of the women leaders of the world has been so inspirational to me and has led me to always involve women in, in three of my absolute strong goals for South Africa. One of the things I find for women like yourself and many of the other prominent people that we interview is that you've, you've made it, you've, you've got to your, your level. But do you feel that enough of the knowledge and the wisdom that you have as a collective is being imparted to younger women so that they, they almost don't have to walk the journey and the paths that we've all undertaken, that their, their route can become a little bit easier to navigate? Yes, um, that's an excellent question and uh, very, very relevant in today's world because I think as women, we are underrepresented globally, whether it's corporate America, whether it's women leaders, whether it's uh, young entrepreneurship in every aspect. And that's one of the reasons I'm working on uh, a Women's Empowerment Summit between the United States and South Africa. We were going to host this in June this year, but now it's postponed for next year. But I'm working hand in hand with Precious Matsepi uh, to interface with an extraordinary women's empowerment summit, taking extraordinary women of the United States, partnering with extraordinary women of South Africa. We're going to host that. We're going to hold this next year in South Africa, and then we're going to invite many university students. And this is Precious Matsepi's idea: many top young university students, women and many women that are even younger than that to interface both with inspirational women of South Africa and then also inspirational women of the United States. And we don't just anticipate this as a two or three day summit. We're planning to have very many ongoing programs of mentoring for young women of South Africa. And I think this will um, address many of the obstacles and many of the question marks that I personally had to go through. Uh, and, you know, everything that I've done in my life, I've done without contacts and connections or family members there to, to put it in place for me. I've had to achieve everything um, myself. I've had the blessing of my husband and my children 
just incredibly blessed in my family. Um, but I've had to achieve all of these things myself through experience and, and hard work and determination. And I feel that there's a, there's a pivotal time again for women globally, not just in South Africa, but globally to really make a career ahead. And um, I think the world is much more open now to women leadership. And uh, so this is a really great time to be hosting a summit between the United States and South Africa next year within South Africa. That is going to be such an incredibly value summit with wisdom and knowledge being able to traverse across continents, but also to be disseminated to the people who need it most. So that, as you said, you know, you, you did it yourself. You, you, you walked the trenches. And if we can make that journey a little bit easier for the next generation, uh, I think that's that's a contribution that that, um, that the previous generation could make life easier for them. Staying for a moment on women in leadership and looking towards some of their strengths. Obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the entire world. And unfortunately, the effects that we see now will have really long term consequences. Some countries are managing the spread more effectively than others. And recently, I came across an article which highlighted New Zealand, Finland, Germany, and Taiwan on their responses to the corona crisis. And interestingly, these four countries are all led by women like Jacinda Ardern, Sanna Marin, Angela Merkel, and Tsai Ing-wen. Feminine management characteristics like collaboration, transparency, empathy and delegation were credited for creating a safe base that contributed to their success. Please will you yes. share some of your views on women in leadership at really the highest level? Yes, and I think each of these women that you mention, in addition to other women in leadership that I've encountered at my Harvard board or in other places around the world, have all had a tough time to get to the very top. And they've displayed in incredible ambition, resilience, tenacity, and obviously smart women. Um, and they have shown tremendous leadership. Uh, and one of the tremendous aspects is being very hands-on and very detail-oriented in following through on things. And I think that is a characteristic unique to women. And um, in this very difficult COVID-19 environment we're in, we also have some terrific women um, in South Africa, our health attache, our PEPFAR coordinator, and then also Ambassador Burks, who's head of the PEPFAR program in South Africa, who has emerged as a world leader uh, for the White House on COVID-19. So again, these are women who are at the pinnacle of their career and have put in tremendous hard work, tenacity, resilience, and very detail-oriented. Ambassador Marks, we've collectively in our, our conversation this morning highlighted women and, and named them specifically. But why is it that we are not seeing more women come through? When I was looking at the research, there's an estimate that 
there's approximately just 7% of women occupying higher levels of leadership. We have these characteristics, we have these strengths, we're seeing the success of women leaders in terms of the effect that they have on whether it is their nations, whether it is their companies, but why, or rather, what can we do to try to get more women into the top level of the hierarchies? Yes, and um, thank you so much for highlighting this. You know, even in the United States where women have tremendous opportunities, it's still a, a, a very low ratio in terms of corporate America leadership, in terms of government leadership, in terms of many aspects of leadership. And I think, you know, in the past, women always led a traditional role. That was as the homemaker, raising the children, etc. And we are now at a pivotal time. The equation is not correct. I totally agree with you. 7% globally is, um, is a pretty abysmal number. And, but I do think we're at a pivotal time. And for many women that I've encountered across this wonderful land, South Africa, um, women are now emerging out of this cocoon of being the sole homemaker person who raises the children and are now being exposed to another life, one of uh, education, one of entrepreneurship, one of leadership. And I think the whole world is changing at this time. And that's why I just feel it's a pivotal time and whatever we can do to assist um, the younger generation is incredibly important, you know, for people such as myself in my position, which I'm blessed to be in thanks to President Trump, and then also to other women in leadership positions throughout the world, not just in South Africa and the United States, but throughout the world, so that we can mentor and always be cognizant of the younger generation who now will have this tremendous opportunity perhaps that our mothers, grandmothers and great-grandmothers perhaps didn't have in the past. I like what you're saying on how we're paving the way for the future, the next generation that, that comes ahead so that everybody's life successively becomes better than the previous generation. Ambassador Marks, turning towards more of a personal perspective, and you, you highlighted some of your achievements earlier on in our, our conversation. One question that I'd like to ask you is about some of the factors that you consider have been attributes towards your success. Uh, some people speak about their upbringing. Others talk about perseverance. Uh, one person spoke about the fear of failure. And I, I know that you've touched on trust and, and diligence. Could you share with us what have been some of your key drivers to success? Um, I think in addition to trusting myself in having the ability to push forwards, I think the enormous diligence, but one aspect that I haven't touched on yet, which is incredibly important, is communication, whether one's communicating with academic mentors, whether one's communicating with entrepreneurial mentors, whether one's communicating with one's own mother, with business leaders, with people at the American corners, wherever it is, if one does not communicate 
constantly um, in all aspects, then one, in my humble estimation, won't achieve the pinnacle of what is possible. So whether one is communicating with a minister about a certain idea which could be pivotal for South Africa, or one is communicating with, for, with uh, folks within our mission to achieve this in a particular way, or whether one is communicating with the folks in Washington, ongoing communication from all, incorpor incorporating all aspects is incredibly important. I would say that you can't assume that somebody knows what you're thinking, knows your abilities, knows your diligence, and knows your hard work. You sometimes, in the most um, correct manner, have to articulate all of these in communication at the right time. So um, I would say ongoing communication, whether it's with um, somebody within your family, whether it's with the president of your country, whoever it is that's within your horizon, it's really, really important to communicate clearly, succinctly at all levels. Yes, until we are able to develop skills of telepathy, you are absolutely right. <laughs> uh, no one can read people's minds yet and having the, the, the core essence of, of communication is vital. You mentioned Dame Lois Brown Evans as, as being one of the key women in your life and, and having cemented a, a firm friendship. Are there any other strong women that have had an impact on you as you've grown up through your journey? Um, many, many women I've been fortunate to uh, come into contact with, whether it's in my entrepreneurial career uh, my business career, my sporting career, and my diplomatic career. There, there have been so many. Um, the ones that I've highlighted have really, really stood out in my life. And I feel very blessed to have been able to interface with these extraordinary women. There are so many uh, throughout this journey and I, I personally thank all those women for their incredible friendship and sincerity over a long period of time. I would say um, I also am fortunate to have kept up my friendships within South Africa. And I particularly want to mention three women in that regard because they have been so helpful in uh, being close friends at this time that I've taken up this ambassadorship in South Africa. So I want to mention my closest friend from junior school, Dr. Kate Wells. We used to sit in the playground together dreaming about what we were going to do when we grew up uh, at Stirling Primary School in East London. And she went on to get an award with uh, the Foreign Minister of South Africa, the Lady Pandor, the Living Legends Award. So Dr. Kate Peters became an extraordinary woman of leadership in South Africa, um, receiving this award of Living Legends Award together with uh, Dr. Naledi, Professor Naledi Pandos uh, a couple of years ago. So she stayed on board. We retain a very, very close friendship, and I'm so grateful to that. 
Then the next person is Gail Wilson, who was my closest girlfriend from high school at Clarendon High School in East London, a most lovely and wonderful woman. Um, and we have retained a friendship right throughout. And she, to this day, sends me recipes. She's cooking and baking. She's in the Cape currently as Dr. Wells, also in the Cape presently. And then um, another woman, um, she was Jennifer Skudski, and she was my closest friend from university. And she is now in Johannesburg. And again, I've retained a very, very close friendship with her. And so having these three women as close friends in South Africa, and each one has achieved tremendous success in their own arena, all being entrepreneurs, all being at the top of their careers, terrific women. And um, each one of them is just outstanding. And I feel so blessed to have these three terrific South African women um, as friends over perhaps 50 years. What a beautiful set of friendships that you've managed to to nurture and maintain and I think one of the key takeouts for me of the conversation today is strength of networking strength of communications believing in in trust trusting yourself rather and building again within this uh, entrepreneurial network almost uh, I would say it as a as a safe zone of women where you meet, whether it's face-to-face encounters or in the world that we live in now, virtually to reinforce ideas and, and that trust and, and confidence to, to deliver and, and build on your dreams. No, no, 100%. You've summed it up really, really well. And, you know, if I may, I'd like to also mention one of my favorite comments by Franklin Roosevelt. In his Four Freedoms speech, when he enunciated core American values that would become the foundation of post-war American foreign policy and guiding principles of much of the work that I do today and everyone does today, and I would say that all marginalized people everywhere, including women, should experience this. And they are the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom from want, and the freedom from fear for everyone, everywhere in the world. Very powerful message. Uh, that's going to be my new, new, new mantra for the week. <laughs> and finally, as we close out our conversation today, we are now entering June which is Youth Month. And incidentally, when you, you mentioned that you left South Africa in May 1976, June obviously commemorates the 1976 uprising of, of the youth. So could you please share a, a few words of, of wisdom or inspiration for our young woman as we go into the month of June? Yes. One of the pivotal things in my life was my father was friendly with Donald Woods, the incredible anti-apartheid editor. And when he was at our house one day and he shared the stories of Stephen Biko, I think that after that, my life was never the same when I heard about this incredibly terrible story from Donald Woods himself at our house. 
And thank God in today's times, young women in South Africa are not living under those times and have a most extraordinary opportunity. I understand there is unemployment. We're working on that uh, with various projects together with South Africa. And I would say with young women, you have a very unusual time in South Africa where there's tremendous opportunity, whether it's in farming, whether it's in uh, technology, whether it's in the service industry, whether it's academically, there is fantastic opportunity. And if you reach out and communicate to perhaps our American corners, to any facility or program, be persistent, avail yourselves of these opportunities because this is a very, very unique time with uh, South Africa's history under President Ramaphosa and the incredible cabinet that he has for young South African women. Thank you very much. That is all about reaching out and taking hold of those opportunities. Don't let go. Make your dreams come true. Thank you so much for joining us, Ambassador Marks. It's been a pleasure having you on our show today and for you to share your journey thus far. And we look forward to hearing more of the achievements that you undertake and to be involved potentially with the Women's Empowerment Summit planned for 2021. Thank you so much indeed for giving me this amazing opportunity um, to share and I hope in my tenure here that I'm able to give back at a level that, um, that I'm capable of. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to the ambassador from the United States of America, Ambassador Lana Marks. Mm-hmm.